Hello, and welcome to my podcast. This is Dr. Ray Havlicek for the week of the 15th of February uh, here in Lake Placid, New York, where we're having a pretty chilly day today. And yesterday it was, uh, let's see, negative 21 at the top of Whiteface Mountain. Did some skiing up there and almost froze to death. But uh, it's uh, been a good winter up here. And uh, welcome to my podcast. Today we're going to talk a little bit. I'd like to talk a little bit about what's going on in Ukraine and with uh, Putin. And uh, it seems as though there's been a lot of anxiety and a lot of uh, press uh, regarding what's going on over there. So I think it's worth uh, taking a few minutes to discuss. Uh, in my opinion, uh, this is a very serious thing that is going on. Uh, the reason for that is because uh, Putin has mobilized hundreds of thousands of troops, uh, uh, aircraft and ballistic missiles and artillery and tanks and whatnot uh, along the borders of Ukraine uh, with Russia and Belarus. Um, and this is the largest mobilization since the Soviet era, maybe even larger than anything that took place during that period of time. So it is really quite alarming what is going on. Now, no one knows what he's going to do. And it's really a matter of uh, does he attack or not uh, attack? And uh, we don't know. Of course, no one can read his mind. But we certainly uh, can see that he is uh, purposely uh, raising the temperature of what's going on in the world, uh, particularly in Ukraine and uh, Europe, uh, by amassing this huge force uh, surrounding Ukraine. Now, Ukraine has had a very strained relationship with Russia over the years. If you go back to the 1930s, uh, Stalin uh, murdered millions of Ukrainians by starving them to death because he did not like their independent mindedness. Uh, the Ukrainians that I've known have uh, fiercely defended their U their uh, independence from Russia, and Russia seems to believe they own a Ukraine. Um, so uh, Putin's explanation for his concerns about n Ukraine and his demands for negotiation with the West it seems to be predicated on the idea that he doesn't want the expansion of NATO into uh, Ukraine. Um, and uh, so his his hypothesis or stated hypothesis is that he believes that uh, that um, Europe and NATO are threat to Russia. Now, the reality is, is since the end of World War Two, when uh, Russia and and America and and uh, Britain and France were allies against Germany since 1945. Uh, the ideal has been that the territorial integrity of all the states of the world need to be respected and that incursions would be considered to be an act of war. So um, right now, it seems as though uh, Putin is stepping on this uh, by uh, threatening uh, Ukraine with a massive invasion. Uh, the Ukrainians seem to be very, very ready uh, to uh, defend themselves. From what I've read and heard, there's 300,000 Ukrainians ready to take up arms against Russia. Interestingly, the Ukrainians don't dislike the Russians. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of intermarriage between Ukrainians and Russians and families on both sides of the border. Um, so it's not that the Ukrainians don't like the Russians. It's that the Ukrainians have a problem with the leaders of Russia dating back to Stalin and even before Stalin. So uh, there's a, a real big problem here. And uh, the allegation that NATO is uh, threatening somehow to um, uh, Putin uh, stems from the realization that the countries in Eastern Europe that uh, 
that Moscow dominated and made satellites of uh, Russia uh, all joined uh, NATO. That's Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, um, and uh, the Czech Republic, to name a few of them, or most of them. And uh, those countries are now fiercely uh, independent and uh, defensive of their independence from Russia and uh, have been uh, suffering uh, cyber attacks for some time from Russia because of their independence from Russia. So uh, Putin says he doesn't want to see that happen to Ukraine. And in addition, Ukraine, uh, uh, Putin seems to believe that the biggest uh, tragedy in Russian history is the breakup of the Soviet Union. So the emancipation of all these states becoming free, Czechoslovakia, you know, which uh, incorporated the Czech Republic and, and the Slovak Republic, uh, the Baltic states of uh, Latvia, Lithuania and Estonia, um, uh, Bulgaria and Romania, these states all became independent free states at the end of the Soviet era because they were no longer dominated by Russia. And clearly, uh, they wanted to maintain their independence. Otherwise, they would have stayed with Russia. So uh, it seems as though uh, Ukraine is the last vestige of the Cold War. And I believe that uh, Putin is trying to intimidate um Ukraine into becoming another Finland, where the country maintains its independence, but has a has a uh, pro Moscow or neutralist uh, uh, government uh, that does not want to affiliate with the West. Uh, so that seems to be his game plan. Now, in the United States, there does seem to be a lot of different opinions about what to do about this, uh, as well as in Europe. Uh, the Europeans uh, seem to uh, be on two sides here. There's a lot of military support coming into the Ukraine from the Baltic states, Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia, uh, from other states, uh, even from Spain uh, and uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, certainly the United States has been very supportive of the Ukrainian government. But there are people in the United States that uh, don't think Ukraine is worth the, the, our trouble. And certainly the Germans uh, uh, seem to be rather uh, ambivalent about doing much to help the Ukrainians. They send 5,000 helmets uh, to an army that's in the hundreds of thousands, uh, not much more. And if you saw the press conference between Biden and the uh, German uh, chancellor last week, uh, when a news reporter asked uh, Biden what's he prepared to do about it, he, Biden said that he would stop the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. The same question was presented to the German chancellor several times, and he never once said that Germany would go along with America and shut down the, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. So it's unclear to me, at least, how Germany will react uh, in the event that Russia does attack. Germany uh, receives 40% of its uh, natural gas from Russia. And uh, there was no concern for Ukraine, by the way, when the, U uh, the uh, Nord Stream pipeline was put in or agreed to by Biden and the Germans, um, because the pipeline completely bypasses Ukraine. So Ukraine is at the mercy of Moscow with regard to its natural gas. So um, it seems as though Biden is late to the game. The support has been coming in recent weeks or months, but uh, it may be too little too late. Um, the Ukrainians need massive amounts of anti-tank weapons and anti-aircraft weapons to take on the huge and powerful Russian military. And I don't believe that Ukraine 
can win this this conflict, but they sure as heck would give uh, Moscow a bloody nose uh, or several uh, broken bones and a bloody nose. It would be a nasty fight if it, in fact, did ensue. Uh, but I take issue with those people who say that um, Ukraine is not worth the effort. Uh, those people don't seem to recall what happened in 1939 uh, in Munich. Recalling that period of time just before World War II, uh, uh, the Chancellor of um, the Foreign Minister, rather, of the United Kingdom met with Hitler in Munich. And um, to have peace and avoid war, uh, Chamberlain agreed to a territorial concession to Hitler. Hitler had claimed that the German nationals in the western end of Czech, Czechoslovakia, the Sudetenland, were being abused and uh, demanded that that territory be turned over uh, to uh, Germany. And in turn, Hitler agreed to not take on any more territory. Well, that didn't last but a few months. And Hitler marched into the rest of the Czechoslovakia territory and took that over. And then, of course, he began to prepare for war with Poland and ultimately with Russia. So the Chamberlain uh, appeasement effort led to World War II. If uh, uh, Chamberlain had stood up, to Hitler and said, no way, it would be war if you go into Czechoslovakia, probably World War II wouldn't have happened. At any rate, uh, these people in the United States uh, that seem to believe that um, that Ukraine doesn't matter are not considering history, and they're not considering the message that it would send to China and the rest of the world's dictators if we allowed uh, uh, with uh, impunity uh, Putin to just march into the Czech Republic. It would send the message that any territorial demands that you have, you can just take and no one is going to say anything about it. Well, China claims the South China Seas. And that is a huge area that extends all the way down to the Philippines and to Vietnam. And uh, President Xi has claimed, despite the fact that he's been overturned in a world court, uh, claims that 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 water, that that area is his. Of course, that area is rich in minerals and oil. So well, how does Z react if um, we are uh, inclined to allow uh, Putin to march into Ukraine, take over uh, uh, Ukraine with impunity. Well, clearly the message would be to Z that they can do the same thing and they'll get away with it. So it's a very serious situation uh, for Europe and it's a very situation for the world and it's a, certainly a very situation, a uh, very important situation for America. So for that reason, I think it's important that we as Americans really think very carefully about what's going on. We are right now struggling with domestic issues. We're in the middle of this entire um, wokeism that's going on, people being canceled from their jobs if they don't toe the line. You can see what's going on in, in Canada with the truckers uh, being mistreated uh, by the tyrant in uh, the capital, that is Trudeau, threatening to seize their bank accounts if they don't stop, seize their licenses to truck, put them in jail if they honk their horn, what have you. Um, this seems to be the concentration 
while the world is on edge over what Russia may do in Ukraine. So um, I hope this is helpful to your thinking about this and highlights the idea uh, that uh, we could be in very bad shape at this particular point as far as Ukraine is concerned. And I'm also concerned, even if there is peace, what price does the West have to pay in an agreement with Moscow to achieve that peace? Tune in for my next podcast tomorrow. This is Ray Havlicek in the uh, uh, network that I'm running now for uh, finding the truth about what's going on in the world.